morning, everyone, and welcome to the podcast for Thursday, the 17th of March, 2022. It was a big night overnight with the Fed decision, the long-anticipated, long-awaited Fed decision. We'll get to that in just a moment. The reaction, the Dow was up 519 points. It was a very volatile session. Stocks were up ahead of the meeting, then slumped just post the decision, and then rallied during Powell's press conference to close up, as I said, 519 points. The Nasdaq surged 3.8%, the best single session gain since November 2020. European markets are all stronger. Uh, as I said, the Dow swung almost 700 points from high to low, Fed raising rates by 25 basis points as expected. There was one dissenter in Bullard who wanted a 50 basis point hike, but it was 25 basis points. And the Fed also said that there are more rate hikes and balance sheet reduction to follow. The median dot plot, what? a lot of people pay attention to. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that's what Fed voting members believe the path for rate hikes will be. Now shows that there are six more rate hikes expected this year. So essentially one at every remaining meeting. And that is something that only a matter of weeks ago was considered laughable. Uh, So it's just amazing how quickly that has all turned around. Fed talking about rates hitting 1.9% by the end of the year and climbing to 2.8% by 2023. There's also some expectations that economic growth will peel back and also sharply raise their outlook for inflation. So why did markets rally off the back of this more aggressive tone? Certainty and clarity. There had been a lot of analysts up and down the street suggesting that the Fed was well behind the curve and they didn't have a plan for tackling inflation and the moves overnight and the move in the dot plots and the forward-looking guidance suggests that the Fed does now have a plan. May or may not work, of course, but does have a plan and that has created some certainty or at the very least removed some of the uncertainty Hence, why we saw markets rally. Paling in comparison to all of that, we did see US retail sales slow pretty sharply in February, rising 0.3% versus a 0.4% expectation. Other than that, there wasn't a lot a lot else on. Uh, West Texas Intermediate Crude was down 1.5%. That's after OPEC kept its global oil demand forecast steady despite the geopolitical tensions going on. Iron ore was up 7.3%, coal down 7.7%, and there was some big moves uh, in base metals as well. Nickel was down 5%. So still some volatility in commodity prices. They actually halted trading on nickel again because there were some errors. with Some false starts, yeah, yeah absolutely right. Right. Uh, all right, that's a little wrap-up overnight. Tom, what is going on today? Thanks, Chris. I'll try and keep this nice and quick. We have growth outperforming value. IT and industrials are leading the market higher. Tech stocks really strong following those uh, exceptional leads from the NASDAQ. Defensive names in the consumer staples and energy sectors underperforming. You're talking about oil coming off a little bit. On the corporate front, Macmillan Shakespeare boss is stepping down after eight years at the helm and the stock is up 4.5% in early trade. The other big news out this morning is Poseidon Nickel has received a $120 million government grant to advance a battery material refinery hub. It was about up about 8% early. We did see yesterday federal government grants go out to a few smaller battery tech companies. On the economic front, unemployment data today is the headline release. 40,000 jobs are likely to be added in February. 
we are expecting that unemployment rate to fall from 4.2% to 4%. So a really tight labor market at the moment. No notable corporate events on the docket. And Fletcher Building is one of the bigger companies trading ex-dividend, Chris. Thank you, Tom. Leighton, what have you got for us on the broker front? Thanks, Chris. Just some broker comments on Suncorp. They lifted their natural disaster estimates. Got Credit Suisse and Morgan slightly lowering their target price this morning, but Morgan Stanley still thinks that the industry view is quite attractive. And the average target price there is 23% above the current market price. And there wasn't too much else to report on there. Nice one. Thank you. To the man of the hour, Henry Jennings, before you tell us about what's going on in your section today, give us a little wrap up of uh, the event overnight. Everyone's dying to know. Um, thanks, Chris. Yeah, no, it was a, a very successful event, I think. We'll see in terms of feedback, but certainly uh, well attended. I reckon there was probably about 35 people in the end. We had a nice room. Uh, we drank a lot of red wine and white wine, which was good. And a lot of members had a chance to chat up, uh, chat with each other and catch up. Uh, Julia Lee also uh, turned up, which was fantastic. So it was it was a pretty good night, I have to say. Um, I left with some stragglers around quarter past 11. And uh, I have to say, and I wrote this morning, I was kind of gobsmacked. Uh, I changed buses at uh, Mona Vale to, uh, to get the last bus to Avalon so I could uh, walk up the big hill and uh, was kind of gobsmacked when the driver said, oh, sorry, I couldn't make the Oaks tonight. And I looked at him, he said, I'm one of your members. So um, that was uh, that was pretty surreal. But um, apart from that, in terms of the event, it did seem to go pretty well. And there is certainly a demand out there for members in other capital cities to have similar events. So uh, we'll work on that. In uh, my stuff today, just to look at the Unity bid in terms of risk reward and what you would be paying and what you would be doing. I had one member, Babette, last night asking me about the bid and what to do in general terms on takeover plays. So just a little bit there in uh, my stuff today. Also, uh, some strategy stuff in terms of what the Fed means for markets. And it does look as if we've broken through that trading range of 7,000 to 7,200 7, and we could push higher. We're up 91 at the moment. It is SPY expiry day. So that does uh, distort things a little bit, but that's certainly a pretty good sign today. And a lot of the oversold tech stocks are getting big jumps to Today, even things like points better up 8%. We've got uh, Satire, which has been under serious pressures, up 15%. So a lot of oversold tech stocks doing well. Resources still doing pretty well in the lithium space. And we are seeing that iron ore bounce on the back of lower numbers in China. And we could be entering a space where we see a little bit more um, peace on the horizon. Hopefully in Ukraine, there are some moves there. We've got the Fed out of the way now, of course, uh, although it's um, still a little bit uh, in the air as to whether they will be successful in taming inflation. I have to say it was a pretty tepid response, but that was what the market wanted. But uh, with that out of the way, the government also now splashing some cash. We saw that deal with Poseidon. We saw the deal yesterday with Australian Vanadium and a few others in WA. Uh, that's good. We've got the budget coming up as well, an election. So there could be a little bit of stimulus in the economy at the moment, and that could push our index. I think we could get to 7,400 before we would reassess and see whether that's uh, enough as enough but uh, certainly at the moment set fair and uh yes enjoyed the event last night so thanks for everyone for coming along it was a pleasure to meet everyone it was great brilliant job henry well done congratulations and hopefully that puts a rocket up uh the rest of the team to get some more events out particularly in melbourne uh, no doubt some of our um, melbourne based members would like to get involved so uh, as i said well done congratulations once again 
To my little section today, I'm just taking a look at Orica. It's in an ascending triangle. There's a neckline at 1570. I need to see that cleared uh, in order to be a willing buyer, but certainly the chart looks constructive, one for the watch list. And then I will be doing a, an interest rate sensitive a trade, a theme trade in my theme Thursday. I haven't actually selected the stocks yet, so I'll do that within the next hour. I've got a fair idea of where some of them will come from, probably from the financials space. So I'll get that into the newsletter by around 11.45, but that will be the theme theme Thursday section from me today. All right, question of the day. Let's get to it. Are we more bullish? Are we buying things now that the Fed is out of the way? Tom? Yes, bullish. Henry was saying there's that clarity in uh, with the Fed out of the way. We've also got a lot of a bit more optimism in regards to what's happening in Europe. There was some good discussion from China. They're upping their stimulus. So yeah, I'm bullish that, you know, we, the market moving out of that resistance level at 7,200, another point to make. So bullish. And just a follow-up question, do you have some trading ideas coming in that section today? Yeah, in the trading ideas section, looking at adding a few trades, REA Group, CSL, Allchem, AKE, Commonwealth Bank. So looking at healthcare and um, some tech stocks and the, the companies with big weightings in those sectors for some ideas. Tommy, biting off some risk. I like it. Henry, what about you? You are adding to your portfolio or generally feeling more bullish about things? Um, I am feeling a little more bullish. Uh, you know, the, the Dow does have a habit of having a rethink after these uh, these knee-jerk reactions. And there certainly was some serious shorts out there that are being squeezed. We saw it even yesterday in EOS, which uh, amazingly ran 18%, then had an announcement today. So uh, that was um, that was weird. So I think we've got another 100 or so points upside. Uh, the sectors that uh, obviously are favoured at the moment are those that are responding well to a better economic uh, environment. The banks, especially with those, uh, those margins, as Tom says, healthcare as well. CSL is probably due a bit of a bounce. And also think that we might see a little bit of a bounce in some of those really oversold stocks. And, and certainly um, Tom has pointed out Seek and REA and those sorts of things. So uh, we could see the market push another 100 points. I'm not going to be throwing huge amounts of money at it because uh, that's the nature of the beast. I'm quite happy some of the moves in the small caps are big and nice. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, if it gets to 7,400, I'd probably be taking some profits, I have to say. Very clear and concise plan. Thank you, Henry. Leighton? Yeah, I think just with a bit more uncertainty removed from the market, you can probably afford to be bit more bullish there. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic as well, but I'll just reiterate the point that Henry made is that, yeah, sometimes it's a session or two later, there's a bit of a rethink and the market reassesses how they really feel about these sorts of things. And then a few analyst note, notes come out and all of a sudden uh, the party can, uh, well, not end, but change direction. So uh, just be mindful of that. So I'd be happy to leak some more risk into the market, but uh, just keep it uh, on the down low. Not too much. Don't go too hard. All right, team, that wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.